0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So now Posey rages away, and Ballinger throws it so high.
1: There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration.
2: The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that.
0: You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network.
1: All right, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, and there's a long way to go in this baseball season. And then again, there's not a long way to go in this baseball season. And I think for a lot of people, uh, with all the games left between the two, the clearest path to a miracle was to play really well against the Padres. And, yeah. and you know, game two of the series, you, you tie it up at four in the ninth, and you're thinking maybe this is the start of the miracle, and then all you got was a Manny Machado walk-off home run followed by a day where you played bad defense, pitched poorly, and gave up multiple leads. I know you feel this way, um, and I get it. I get it completely. I agree. It It, it felt like the Giants playoff hopes uh, officially and finally left town with that series.
2: It did feel like that. And like the one thing that I could hang my hat on last year was like, wow, look what they're doing against teams over 500. Look what they're doing against the Dodgers. You know, look, look what they do in these tight game situations. And all the data was pointing in their direction. This year just feels like they've run out of pitching, especially in these, these specific spots, late in games. They're either, you know, one arm too short, two arms too short. You've been saying this for like two weeks now. They got no lefties to go to, at least no proven lefties to go to. And you have Tyler Rogers out there in a high leverage situation. He puts one belt high. Machado hits it into the moon and Giants fans are left with their jaw dropped. And it's just frustrating because you lose all four to the Dodgers and then you lose two out of three to the Padres. It just feels like a gut punch. I just think it has led to a
1: question for me with regard to, to Gabe Kapler. Look, he's the reigning manager of the year. And so no one's going to take that away from him. And I do think he's been the right manager at the right time for this club. But it leads to a question. Because one thing we have not seen with his managerial time with the Giants is true adversity. Forget 2020 and whatever was going on with the pandemic and it was his first year. And then last year you won 107 games. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels like, and I don't know exactly how he handles these situations behind closed doors, but it feels like Gabe Kapler's response to everything is, look at our system. Look at our system. We're going to do exactly like we're going to run the system, and that's how we're going to answer everything. So how does that land with a player that's losing confidence? How does that land when the defense is – Inexplicably, not playing well. In other words, when you need an inspirational voice, does Gabe have something to offer mm-hmm. other than the system? Because it feels like this particular team, a number of times, has sort of lost its way, mm-hmm. and all we can do is point to the fact that they've not been able to get it back. No, it's and, an and, interesting And point. so, where where is that sort
2: of? Where's that rallying cry and does he even have that pitch? Well, you know, one of the things that we're obviously assessing about is like Buster Posey leaves. Buster wasn't a vocal guy, but from everybody that I've heard from, it feels like the few times he would talk. Everyone would listen. And I know Hunter Pence, as we celebrate the 10 years of the 2012 and the famous speech, the reverend speech, he went to Buster Posey to get the okay to be able to talk because it was Posey's room. So is this on the players? Like, you know what I'm saying, Mark? Is there not a vocal leader in that locker room that he can lean to? Like love Brandon Belt uh, and Crawford. Everybody does in Longoria those guys don't feel like to me, guys like, Hey, everybody get in here. I got something to say. Like those guys are like, we go about our business a certain way. You know, it's up to the manager. And I don't really remember Bochi being some boisterous guy that was going to scream and yell at people, but I do think he would pull you aside individually. Again, it, it's hard to get a feel for it when you're not in the dugout with these guys every day, but the, Hey, it's all about the process. All that right. does get very frustrating.
1: I wonder though, and you know, I wonder, I I have a hard time believing that that's the only way he handles situations. I'll give you an example. And I think we know this by now, most of us sports fans like that bill Belichick that we get at the podium. That's not bill. No, that's not like, that's not even a little bit of bill. Yeah. Bill is not like that with his players. Uh, I'm not saying Bill is touchy feely by all uh, and, and, and Bill does have his system. He's got Uh more, I would say, a better way to say it is a way he has a way and you're going to stick to his way or it's the highway. But I also know that that Bill will show emotion in meeting rooms. Bill will find a way to motivate, get the best out of people and I imagine Gabe has that. We don't get to see it, though. Yeah. We don't get to see it so much because his answers, while he's more colorful than Bill Belichick in front of a microphone, his answers are, this is why we thought what we thought, and that yeah. this is why we thought what we thought. And, and that's pretty much it. And and so there's got to be more to it than that. But well, all we have as fans to look at is the results And same thing in Philly
2: as here, when things go south, they haven't turned around. Can we agree on one thing? The personnel has not performed and it feels incomplete in terms of like assembling a top tier team that deserves to go to the playoffs, right? Like it's not like they've underperformed. Yeah, I feel like this team's just not good enough. So I don't look at the manager and then I look at like kind of prior history, right? Think about what he did with Dubon earlier this year. What he said at the podium, I do not believe to be exactly what he said to Dubon in private, right? To to use your example. You're talking about had, when he bunted. You're talking about when he exactly, bunted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we went to the game, you know, the very next day, and Bob Melvin, the Padres, and and Gabe were going back and forth. And I just to me thinking, hey, I had a talk with the young man, I'm really sorry that happened like publicly you could say one thing privately you could operate completely different that's just again i'm using common sense but i have nothing else to go on
1: what what do you think he said to melvin don't worry in 3 <laughs> weeks we're trading him <laughs> i like i mean who knows what he said i i look we're, we're we're all searching i i will take issue with this though you said i don't think they're underperforming i do Oh, you I do? do. I, know, I know that they aren't names that you expected to go out there and hit 30 home runs. Okay. That's not what I mean, but my gosh, catch the ball. Like you're More completely that. underperforming defensively. Um, there have been so many mental errors out there by this mm-hmm. team. You do have players like Brandon Crawford who were fantastic last year and have not been able to execute I this know, year. The and runs. there are a bunch of those Lamont Wade, uh-huh. Brandon Belt. I think yeah. that's based on health, but Brandon Belt. And then go to the bullpen. What happened yeah. to Tyler Rogers? Uh, what what like Jake well, McGee? Jake McGee was a really effective reliever this year. He can't yeah. even stay on a team this year. So a bunch of those things happened. And 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 by the way, that's why I get so upset when people talk about last year being a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. Well, why can't it? Why couldn't this year be the fluke? I don't mm. think either label matters, but it's just when things go bad, that doesn't mean you get to take away when things went it, good. It, it, Uh, But but I like to me, that is an underperformance by a bunch of players who I, I think are better than that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Okay.
2: Well, Belt, I'll believe you. I I agree with that. He's better than eight home runs and a 220 average, like or whatever he is, 230 right now. I, I agree with that. Crawford, though, like he's starting to get up there. He, he's been trending down for many years and had a monster year last year. You know, the word I want to use is snake bit, because I do feel like the second they start to get any momentum, no matter who it is, something happens. Case in point, Joey Bart. He's had two weeks, three weeks of great at bats. And then he makes the play of the year for the young man with that tag at the plate. And then come to find out he hurts his ankle and, and he's out for a couple of days. It's like, we can't catch a break.
1: Yeah, it's 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 certainly been one of those years. By the way, speaking of Brandon Crawford, let me ask you this, because for the second year in a row, here comes this unprecedented shortstop free agent market. But Brandon is signed for another year at a pretty healthy salary. Mm-hmm. He can't play anywhere else. You've got the DH
2: in your hip pocket. What do you do? Well, what do you do next year there? I think this is – you have to have a very serious conversation with Brandon Crawford about – Open to positional change. I do think that there's many innings where he can get in there at shortstop, but like, where's the market at, right? There are five really good shortstops available. Maybe six if Tim Anderson ops out Turner, Xander Bogarts, obviously uh, the, the kid uh, what's his face for uh, wow. Carlos Correa. Correa like, yeah. There are studs out there. And to me, when there's that many dudes out there and you need just about everything, You have to make a play for one of those guys. But part why they didn't get Correa the first time around, he wants to play shortstop. Yeah, Why can't Crawford move to third base? Like I know when we have these fairy tales, he played short from day one until the end. Sometimes the fairy tale doesn't exist in real life. You're not Derek Jeter, the captain. I know it sounds great, but like maybe you do have to move over or maybe – I don't, maybe he goes to the bench. Is that, is that sacrilegious to say I mean, out loud? I,
1: I, I don't, I don't know if it's so much of a willingness as it is like, can you even execute it? I mean, Brandon has been brilliant with the glove throughout his career. The best. Giant short he can ever. Play third? I don't know. Can he play? They're so different. These positions. I know, you know, listen, the pie in the sky. If somehow Trey Turner ends up on the Giants. I mean, he did this already with the Dodgers. He can play second base. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I I, I just, I, I don't know. I I think we're past time of the Giants worrying about hurt feelings. I agree. That's for sure. And I think we're past time uh, where the Giants can say, oh, we don't want that great player because he's not a perfect fit. So, yeah, it's a problem that I think everybody has to be willing to figure out. Yeah. But... Let's not act like it's easy. There's no, no. there isn't an easy solution there.
2: No, there isn't. And I mean, just go back to the first day of Gabe Kapler's managerial career. He subbed Brandon Crawford out in 2020 to start the year and yep. people lost their minds. Remember yep. that? Yep. I mean, I know it was multiple years ago. We're going back 2020, but like people lost their minds. And he got the best out of them though. And Brandon responded,
1: right? Brandon responded. I remember even having this conversation yeah. with him, like it got to him and he yeah. went crazy in the off season. The problem is, and I don't know how much injuries, you know, you get yeah. to a certain age that has an effect on what's going on this year, but sports fans, man, don't we hate this? You hate it where you're like, man, I put it in the work in the off season and then boom, it just hits and you have a career year in a contract year. And then you come back a few months later and you look exactly like the guy we were worried was going to show up. I- I'm not putting that on Brandon. I don't know what's going on with his body, but man, There's nothing worse for a fan in sports than when the guy puts together the unbelievable year in a contract year and then comes back and is not the same guy. And by the way, I think this is what Farhan Zaidi is scared of, And he's got to get over this. He's got to get over this. But I've heard him now too many times talk about when teams and front offices make mistakes. They make mistakes because they fall in love with this and they Mm. fall in love with that. And they're willing to spend. And there we go. And the contract is too long. But you know what? Like, I think the Giants right now could be accused of playing scared on the free agent market because they don't want to make a bad deal. And so the response to not making a bad deal is to make no deal at all. And that's essentially what they've done.
2: I use a lot of housing analogies, but like if you wait and wait and wait and wait, next thing you know, all the houses are out of your price range, gone. Yeah. right? And then property taxes through the roof and you're done. and You're never getting in the game. So I'm with you on this one. Here's the hard part that that I think Giants fans need to kind of get over. Willie McCovey wore multiple uniforms. Okay. Willie Mays wore multiple uniforms. Tim Lincecum. Let's get a little more, you know, close to generation. Will Clark. We still love all of these players. Do I want all my guys to be giants for life? Of course I do. But look at some of the legends we're talking about who were embraced back again. So if it's if it is between, hey, I have an opportunity to get a shortstop or maybe Crawford's got to go or have hurt feelings. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to have hurt feelings if you want to stay on this team. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not worried
1: about feelings at all. And I think sometimes in this particular town, and I'm gonna blame the Warriors for it, and I mean blame in a good way, <laughs> like this idea. You know, Buster Posey, you can blame him too. He's a unicorn. Yeah, this is this is not normal. That's yes, not like exactly. I, we love it. We love it. We should strive I'm for it. You. But the idea of never wearing another uniform, I mean, Crawford has that opportunity. I don't know if he wants to even play beyond next year. Um. So he's got that opportunity, but this idea of, uh, you know, go back to the Bill Walsh 49ers, nobody, nobody finished in the same jersey. Do,
2: Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, I mean, do we think of Larry, them as Larry Jets and Chiefs? Nope. I mean, come Roger on. Craig, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it it, look, it it sounds great on paper, but then in reality, like, sometimes you got to swallow a hard pill, and I feel like this is the offseason. It's not just shortstop. There's a couple of first basemen that are out on the market, and I hate to do the Brandons because people do that. Package deal, the Brandons. They both come. They both go. To me, this is one where Brandon Crawford has got one more year left. I feel like Belt's got to, unless he wants to take a dh platoon role he's right. got to go too i mean well belt's up so you don't
1: really need to do much there um he doesn't have a you think contract. they're not going to resign him i would i mean i would they can easily use the jimmy garoppolo excuse if they want <laughs> and just be like the body is broken down yeah like you can't point. you can't do another it got brought up this week potentially another knee surgery oh, the microfracture. I mean, you can't yeah you can't like we we've reached that time with brandon belt I'm watching him play, man. He just
2: looks like he's in pain. I totally agree. All the time. He can't turn on any of the high yeah. or inside stuff. The body's giving up on him. I, I agree with you there. But the reality is this, is that they got 100, $110 million coming off the books. They are already 20% down in payroll. If they want to be aggressive, they could be the number one mover and shaker this offseason. And I'm not saying that they could be a first place team next year, but you can put together some pillars so that now when these young guys do come up that you've been holding in the the farm they're not saviors they're going into a lineup where you've got multiple starters and then they're in the five six seven hole or the two hole it just feels like to me it's too much pressure if they don't add anyone you're basically asking 21 year olds to salvage the organization that's a tall task